Hi everyone and welcome to the Don't Wait Up podcast. If you're new here, we're going to start in our usual way with a breathing exercise, but if you'd like to jump straight into the interview then you can skip ahead to 5 minutes 30. If you're sticking around, we hope you enjoy the following meditation brought to you by our very own Karen. Thank you so much for tuning in and we hope you enjoy. Welcome to this Don't Wait Up meditation. I invite you to get comfortable wherever you may be. Close your eyes and take a minute to connect to your breath. We're going to do a cycle of breaths, breathing in for four, out for four. And on the final round, we're going to hold our breath for 15 seconds. If we just follow my flow, breathing in, and release. Breathing in. And release. On this third round, going to hold our breath at the end of release, breathing in. And release. And hold your breath. Taking a breath in, I invite you to place one hand on your heart, one hand on your torso, just connecting to yourself, having a moment to check in with your body. On each inhale, I'd like to invite you to breathe in a colour can be any colour you like that you're drawn to. Mine is currently gold. Breathing in, sending that colour around your skull. And releasing any negativity on your out breath. On the next inhale, sending that breath down your spine. And release. Sending that breath around your shoulder blades and down your arms. Allowing the light to vibrate within you. Sending that breath around the hips. Down your legs to your feet. 
sending that light down your arms and out through your fingers. Feeling good, releasing any thoughts that come your way. Just staying connected to your breath and to the present moment right now. You're feeling relaxed and energized. Positive and powerful. Sending love and energy and gratitude to our body, our mind. Taking one last deep inhale. And release. And when you're ready, I invite you to open your eyes and come back into the room. Hello and welcome to Don't Wait Up podcast. You are listening to Karen and today's guest is Kwame Sidhu. Welcome. He is an incredible um, actor and theatre director amongst many other things which we're all gonna find out I'm sure. So let's get this started and delve in. Are you ready Kwame? How, how are you? I'm all right you know, I'm all right. Um, it's been a long week. Um, I've been working on a lot of projects for myself, a lot of creative stuff that I'm building in collaboration with other people. And yeah, that can take its toll because creative thinking actually, it's a different part of the brain and you're like, yeah, it's not the same as just normal work. <laughs> That's right. But it's it's an incredible kind of thing to have, I think. It's just so special and amazing. We're amazing. Definitely. I think it it requires a certain level of patience as well mm -hmm. um like and also you've you've got like i try and split my tasks into bite-sized tasks otherwise you, you you see other other people in your industry and they they've done it to the max and you're like oh my god i'm inspired by that but it didn't it didn't start off like that it started off with them doing bite-sized tasks, email after email draft after draft and then it came together and i think sometimes if i think too big I can like really start panicking like, ah, 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 <laughs> and then nothing happens and then that's not good <laughs> overwhelmed don't you and I think we really create the um mindset and space for everything to kind of develop and grow yeah definitely so we're going to start off with a quick fire round of questions are you ready <sighs> yes I am hey <laughs> 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 Thanks for um, asking me to be on the show, by the way. I really um, I was excited to, to be part of this. Of course. So Kwame's actually a really good friend of mine. Thanks, Kwame, for being my friend. <laughs> <laughs> we met at Identity in 2015, 2016. Yeah, yeah. I'm not good with years back, but yeah. 
my mum asked me, I was on the phone to my mum earlier today and she was asking me questions. I was like, I think it was two days ago. I'm getting really <laughs> like days and time and passing. It's just nuts. But let's start this quick fire round question. Um, film, stage or TV? Um, film. Last film you cried to? Last film I cried to? Cried, cried, cried. Oh God. Uh, okay, let me think of Netflix. Uh, what have I been watching? Um, okay, I don't know about cried because what tends to happen with me is I have like the emotion happens after the film, so I don't cry during the film. <laughs> I cry when I when I talk to people about it, or like when I'm like thinking about it or feeling about it. Um, but I really enjoyed Amazon Prime's Little Fires Everywhere. Mm, yeah. Um, I, I I just. I felt a lot of emotions um, from that. It, people, if you haven't watched it, like I'd really recommend it. It tackles, uh, you know, race, whites, whites, what's that word? Uh, entitlement. Um, and it does it in a very, the storytelling is really great. And I think I like, I like those kind of things that bring discussion afterwards, Like you're literally talking about it weeks after with different people. Um, so yeah, I haven't got a cry one for you, Karen, sorry. Well, I'm sure it'll come to you later. Yeah. <laughs> a song that gets you pumped. Mm, a song that gets me pumped. Well, however you want to interpret it. Um, who am I currently listening to? I'm currently listening to... Uh, well, this house, house music's getting me pumped for exercise, but I'm currently listening to D Smoke and his album, and I'm just loving the creativity of his videos, and it's just really inspiring. I'm, I'm so jealous, like, but he is, he's a great guy. Yeah, um, he's dope. Yeah, his, his music is great, yeah. Love. Um, okay, so this question, I'm going to ask you anyway. Cheese or wine or beer and crisps? You don't drink. <laughs> I don't drink and I don't eat animals, so I guess it's crisps. <laughs> Last book you read? Uh, I'm currently reading Seat of the Soul mm. um, by Gary, Gary Zukav. Mm -hmm. And it's a book that it really speaks to me about spirituality and how we navigate relationships with ourselves and with other people. Um, yeah, that, that, that's where I'm at currently, Seat of the Soul. Nice. Yeah, I've read that. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, I know. It's hard to explain. <laughs> Just read the book, guys. <laughs> 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 if you had to watch um, one film or TV, TV show for the rest of your life, what would it be? One film or TV show for the rest of my life, what would it be? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! It'd have to be Ozark. Like, man. Yes. Man. Did you see the hell? I was like, no, but it's so good. <laughs> what the hell? Like episode after episode, and you just can't even tell. Like, you know, some shows you're like, oh yeah, that's gonna happen, mate. You just don't have any idea. The writers of that show are incredible. Mm -hmm. Incredible work. The acting, the directing. The Everything. color palette, the Whew. 
mean, yeah. I've, I've never been in love with grey so much. What is it? Is it a grey colour? <laughs> like, and it's very. It's, I think it's taken influence from its environment as well, which is incredible. Mm, mm. Um, one place you would love to work in, and that's anywhere or any platform. One place I would love to work in. Any industry. Any wow, that's a big. That's a big question. Let me let me let me feel that one. Um, I'm not gonna lie. The first thing that came to my head was LA and then Nollywood. <laughs> uh, and then I was like, you know, when you you know when someone asks a question and the first thing drops in, like, no, I can't say that. That's too obvious. Like, come on. <laughs> but I feel like part of my journey is to experience what this craft feels like at the highest locations and also. I've been watching some Nollywood films and thinking the work that um, the the work that's happening in, in West Africa is is of a great quality. And I remember as a child watching films and seeing, feeling like, oh my god, was that clip art? Like you know when you just do like you you just I'm like rah, they went whoo, and then there's like a, a red line and thinking this is actually quite humorous, but I'm shit scared because I'm seven and this that's meant to be a, a witch or something, but. Um, but just seeing the quality now, it's it's great, and I'd love to. I'm not sure. I never, I never, I haven't spoken to enough, maybe black performers to know why that also isn't a route. Like we, we're kind of brought up here, and we think, oh, it's it's here or America, but nobody ever really thinks about those other industries. So, Russia, yeah, wider, basically. Yeah, definitely. I think um, because I think Atlanta is another place to really be or experience mm-hmm. so that's on my next Atlanta yeah yeah definitely especially cool. for the film industry um describe yourself in three words um I'm very introspective I'd say um I think I have I'm very empathetic and I'm very driven. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> As you might see by my new receivers to you every day. <laughs> Responding by like WhatsApp and voice notes. I'm sorry. <laughs> let's let's dive in deeper. Cool. Uh, what made you want to go into acting? Yeah, um, I when I when I joined, when we met, I was in a place where I always call it like of no feeling, like I was didn't feel I wasn't very communicative with family and friends. I was doing a corporate job which I hated. Um, like I just I I didn't feel like I was expressing myself. So when I joined um, Actors Temple, which was before ID, Karen. Um, my my only goal it wasn't oh I want to be an actor it was oh I want to just I've seen I know that actors have to channel feelings genuine feelings that's how they connect to us through the screen or the play and I want to be able to channel my genuine feelings and I feel like this space could be able to to help me with that um, so I always say in, in all interviews that I do that I just wanted to feel like I just wanted to feel um and 
through that, it led me to where we are today. Um, yeah. Have the gates opened? The gates have opened! <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Three years later. <laughs> um, no, they have. They really have. I think it's definitely made me a more well-rounded, um, just lighter human being. It's definitely allowed me to be amongst creatives who express themselves and give me permission to express myself and healed um, things um, in my past. And I mean, I would always say, regardless of people, whether people want to be in this industry, you should all you, you should take some time to go to a regular acting class. You'll be astounded as to like what comes up for you. Mm, definitely, definitely, and it takes a lot of work and time as well. I think people have to be patient with themselves. Mm, really do the work. Definitely. Um, what has your journey been like so far within acting? Yeah. Uh, do you mean like the the spotlight accolade journey, or do you mean the introspective journey? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, it's been an interesting journey. Um, it, I would say, so, so for me, I've always thought, okay, cool. Sometimes I watch people on TV or I see people's journeys on, on, in the industry and you might think, how did that happen for them? And knowing the kind of logical kind of goal set in mind that I have, you may try to kind of emulate that like I need to be in these spaces or I need to try and get on with this uh, film or with this channel and then you can kind of try and map something so you can emulate people that you inspire you're inspired by however that is not in my experience working it's that's not how it's going to happen um I think the when I think a bit from a craft perspective um how can I develop these skills how can I go deeper in these kind of scenes how can I work on myself to allow myself to feel these emotions how can I learn a script really quickly like come on like all of these kind of like practical things then I can be in control of that journey because I can as I said break that into bite-sized chunks and keep keep going um I think the journey is also full, filled with lots of people who, who who want to perform and who want to um go on the same journey it's a very I feel like all my friends are actors and we all want the same thing however the way in which we approach that is is very different um I'm really happy with with my progress so far on the journey I feel like I always say to myself what will what will what will not what, what is for me will not pass me mm-hmm. and that allows me to stay in my lane that allows me to um believe and trust in myself and allows me to also be happy for um, other people in the space um, who are doing what they're doing. Because um, I think sometimes you can get real like, like fear of failure or real like, oh my God, they've got this. How did I get that? I saw them at the audition. Oh my God. And then that isn't a healthy space to be. So but I've had to work through all of these feelings that come up mm-hmm. with being in an industry like ours. Yeah. A bit long-winded but yes <laughs> obviously performing it is just it's like a diamond right there's lots of different faces and being the actor in the room was was great you're developing your craft you're learning with other actors but I also wanted to understand how like a director shapes a show 
how they work with sound, how they work with lighting, how they how they navigate that. And so, um, yeah, I have I've directed plays. I'm a, I call myself a director. I work with writers. We put on great shows. So, and that has allowed me to see the world of storytelling from a different angle mm. as well. Um, yeah. So actor and director. There's also, I mean, there's a, I'm also a business um, consultant. So before I, I was an actor, I, I studied business development. I worked for corporate companies. And a reason why I mention this, not just to, to just say it, is that that bow has actually allowed me to, when, when, you, when you make the journey to become an actor, you, it, it, financially you have to operate differently because you might want to be available for, for shows or uh, castings or auditions. Um, you might want to train and all of these things happen in like the weekday. So it, it, it can be tough to support yourself financially. But due to that bow of business development, um, I'm able to kind of freelance that to companies which which allows me to support the acting. And I think if I didn't have that, this journey would have ended <laughs> a year into it. <laughs> a year into it. So yeah. Wow. Um, Did you want to share, because I know you so well, did you want to share your um, airplane story or no? Oh my God. What was that? How did, I think I've healed from that. But what is that story that was? Oh, yes, 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 yes. So this was the moment um, I decided to sack in. Woo! Let me breathe. Let me breathe, Karen. Let me breathe. Just a minute. <laughs> anyway, no, it's fine. Uh, this was the moment that I decided that I needed to take more agency in my life. I needed, like, I was unhappy at work. I was unhappy with what I was doing. But because of maybe parents or culture or society, I was just continuing to just do it. And so I was, a, I used to work for a company and I used to fly around West Africa, like meeting large multinational agricultural companies and selling rice basically <laughs> selling wheat selling foodstuffs right um and on this trip it was Heathrow Terminal 5 um I'm on this plane and I'm meant to go to uh Lagos and uh Togo uh, Lome which is the capital of Togo and um I just remember like being in a rush to get to this plane and I sat on the seat and I was just like kind of like I don't think I was in a good place. I feel like stress had built up from the work and this, uh, this job was really riding. This, this trip was a lot riding on it. And I just remember feeling like I don't really feel too well here. And, and I remember I was, I was in a window seat and there was just like two, there was a lady and a guy next and I was thinking, shit, like I kind of need to, I don't know, you know when you start hyperventilating, but if you don't, I don't hyperventilate, so I don't know what this feeling feels like. So this is a new feeling. Uh, I'm also dressed, I don't like to fly business in, in like a suit or anything. I like to go pretty casual because I just like to feel relaxed. So I'm also dressed maybe not like how everyone else is dressed. And also, um, you know, my beard is a bit bushy. And I, I know I say these because the way I was treated in this story, I don't know if that was the unconscious bias that was happening. So I'm having this, like, what I would call, like, this panic attack moment. And um, 
And I don't know, this has never happened to me. It might sound crazy, but it could only, I can only describe it as like my brain like split into two. Mm-hmm. And on one side, it was like, you don't even want to fucking do, I'm sorry, you don't even want to do this job anymore. Like you, you don't like it, you hate it, you don't like your boss, like you're tired, why are you traveling to two countries, you want to sleep, like this, is, this isn't the career path that you want to do at work can't really talk openly and honestly to people it's all very like clinical this isn't really you like just just get off the plane (laughs) and the other side is like whoa what are you talking about get off the plane how are you just gonna get off the plane you just got on the woman the air hostess has just sprayed i don't know they just you know when they spray that stuff in the thing i don't know every time i tell people this story they don't know what i'm talking about but she walked down the aisle spraying this can in like the air vents I don't know. Basically, the plane was about to go. And this side of my brain was like, what do you mean? You're not going to get off the plane. You've got work to do. You've got to go sign this contract with this guy. Like, you know, you've got to prove yourself at work. You've got to like, you know, you've got to get that bonus. There's all these, these, so there's that side, which is like, get off the plane. What do you mean get off the plane? And I, this, this moment felt like eternity, Mm -hmm. right? But it must have been only like a minute. And I remember just sitting there thinking, this isn't this isn't what I'm meant to be doing. I don't know what it is I'm meant to be doing, uh, but I know that this doesn't speak to me. Um, and I'm quite a dramatic person, so uh, like obviously it's gonna happen to me like this. And so, Karen, I shit you not, and I've told you before. Like, I the door was shut. I remember the door of the plane being shut. Like you know when you hear it, like, and then the, 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 the stairs like are ejected. And I remember thinking. Well, if you feel like this on the ground, <laughs> you're going to be feeling a whole lot more shit when you're in the sky. <laughs> so you better get off this plane right now. <laughs> and so I, I, I stood up. I stood up. It was so in my head. I don't know whether I pre- replayed this story more dramatic than it was. But I, I do remember, you know, when you stand up out of the plane, and your head like hits the hits the, the thing and then the, the, the suitcase falls over. I feel like that happened. It's, it's a few years ago now. And I got my briefcase. Um, I don't know why I had a briefcase, but you know when you start these jobs, you start buying stuff you don't know. <laughs> and um, I, I said to the woman next to me, excuse me, I need to get off the plane. And she was like, what are you, what are you, what do you mean? And, and I was like, yeah, I'm, I, I just need to get off the plane. And, and then, and then I, she said, well, you're going to have to, well, no, because what it was, I was going to like Brussels to get a change. So she was like, but it's only like a, an hour flight. Like, anyway, I was like, I don't need this discussion right now. I clearly just want to get out. And she, and then I saw the air hostess come and I said, um, excuse me, I'm not feeling too well. Can I? Obviously what I'm saying is insane. Like the door is shut. And, but to me, it was very logical that this door needs to be open right now. Right. And then the air hostess was like, no, excuse me, sir. No, I can get you some water, da, 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 da. And I'm like, and then I was like, no, I, I want to get off the plane. And then, and then I said, and then she goes, no, you know, you can't get off the plane. And I said, show me where it says I can't get off the plane. Show me. <laughs> no, show me. Show me where it says I can't get off the plane. <laughs> the moment I, I, and I, I don't think I raised my, or maybe I did, I don't know. But the moment I kind of like said it with more intention, as I would tell my fellow actors, um, <laughs> all of a sudden, like, I just see, obviously I'm in business class, 
I just see a sea of white faces that are like, Whew. oh my God, what is going on? Da, da, da. Got my briefcase. Remember, I'm in like sports kit because I think I'm like cool like that. They're just thinking, who the fuck is this guy? And then this woman says she'll speak to the pilot. And I'm like, yeah, good. <laughs> and then this pilot, I just, I don't know whether this is me making it up. You know, with memories, it's really interesting. All I remember seeing was, I feel like the pilot was like, I, like I was close and I just saw him like look down the aisle <laughs> and then see me. And then all of a sudden he just started opening the doors. <laughs> like he started like calling people and then I just saw the stairs coming back. Yeah. Um, I tell you this story because that was, I call that like the most pivotal moment of my life. Like the decision to, yes, it probably was unreasonable. Um, yes, I probably disrupted some people's lives and I completely apologize for all of that. But um, I feel like throughout my life, I had never stood up to say, I want to do this um, in any of that 24 years. So I kind of call that moment, I, I kind of be like, it's all right, I'll take that one. Like, <laughs> I haven't done it before. And that was a decision to really choose, like, choose the life that I want to choose and to make a decision that. I can't see what will happen in the future, but to say at this moment right now, this is not, this is not good for my soul and I want to stop. Thanks, Karen, for making me share that. <laughs> not sorry. I think it's a beautiful story and I think it's important and many people I'm sure will be able to relate or get some power to actually step into their own and live their truth as well and I think it's so important especially as creatives to as a human being we have that right to definitely and I think what I was what I was doing as a habit was not listening to myself and so it got to a point where I'm about to go to another continent that I'm not feeling ready to go for and I've had to make a drastic, dramatic decision. But what I've taken from that today is that the moment something doesn't feel right, I kind of take action immediately so that it doesn't build up. Um, but yeah. Ah, oh, thanks, Kwame. Um, since COVID has hit the earth, where, where do you think the industry will be in six months to a year's time? Six months to a year's time. Um, it's really difficult to talk for the industry, um, but I think that regardless of where the industry's at, because remember I spoke to you and I said, oh, Meryl Streep says that she, she'll, she'll, she'll be dead before she sees another theatre show. Like, and you know, the theatre industry, when I spoke to people from, um, I don't know, like the Young Vic or people that I know, potentially might not open properly until next year. So that's what, six months from here, right? Um, whereas when I spoke to some agents, they said that in September filming will begin again with um, COVID-19 measures. So I think what, what helps me to focus is when I don't think maybe too big about what's happening. And I think, where do I want to be in six months to a year's time? Mm -hmm. And I think, um, what stage do I want this script to be at in six months to two, to a year's time? Who do I want to network with and send this treatment to in six months or years time because regardless of where the industry is at at that time you know we will always need stories stories are the things that allows us to see ourselves on screen to see ourselves in film to see our experiences 
being shown and to see that and to take us outside of ourselves. And I think, I don't know, man, it's, I, I'm, a, I'm a conspiracist. I don't think it's no secret that pubs and schools and everything else apart from the arts industry has been supported because it's the arts industry that will narrate the story of maybe an injustice, the story of a group of people whose voices needs to be, um, whose voices needs to be heard, the experiences of, yeah, it, it, that, it, the industry will support positive, empowering and revealing stories and maybe in a government which doesn't want people to speak up, that maybe that's probably why we're the last to get any support. But that's how I see these big questions. I think it's tough to, I get stressed when I start thinking about stuff like that. <laughs> in all honesty, I've started seeing people um, booking stuff already, filming, shooting stuff. And I, it reassures me that the industry will bounce back regardless. Um, Theatre, not just yet, but there are other um, avenues that we can do. And I think... <coughs> Um, I think you said something really valuable where I think we still need to be creating and developing stuff because even though the industry might have been on pause before COVID, we still had to do these things to be seen, be heard um, and share these stories. So that, I don't think that stops necessarily. So I think that's great to just keep moving forwards. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Hmm. Um, do you um, have a skill that translates well across all industries? Yeah, I think I, I, I believe that I have the ability to bring a number of people with me on a journey um, and, in, and for them to trust in whether it be my guidance or my leadership or my voice that we can go from A to B. I think I demonstrate that uh, positively with my directing. A lot of people that I have directed or worked with, I'm still, like, I can still speak to them and it's, it's really positive. And I think I use that skill in, in the other works that I do. Um, and the reason why I mention that is because I never actually really thought that that was the skill. Like, I, I, people are like, people have told me that and I'm like, what, really? And they're like, yeah, yeah, like, I only came on this project because of you. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> uh, um, so I think my ability to, yeah, to take people on a journey that they will know that they are heard and respected and treated well. And if I make a mistake, I can, and I can own up to it. And if, those, if that's a skill, I think, I think I've developed that. Yeah. <laughs> Who would you love to work with, Kwame? Yeah, when I was thinking of that question, I was like, whoa. Um, I think I think I'm gonna keep it like personal to me. I feel like there are lots of people that I look up to in, in the arts industry in London who I'm just like, wow. Like it's people like, you know, Roy Alexander Weiss, director, um, Olahan Obisesan, he's my mentor. He supports me in, in a lot of ways, but I've I've never worked with him apart from when he's been fixing my shows. <laughs> like, he'll come in and be like, mm, 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 mm. like okay, cool, yeah, I'll do that, I'll do that, I'll do that. So I think it'd be, it'd be lovely to uh, work more closely with the talent in this industry who I admire 
Um, because there's no point in saying any like some sort of Hollywood. I mean, you could say that some sort of Hollywood director, blah, 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 but I think I've built networks with these people and I want to sustain and maintain and grow with them. And that's why I, I've mentioned this. To you. I love that you're keeping it British. Yes. <laughs> if there was one role you would love to play, what would it be? Mm. You know, when we, when we, and Karen, you remember when we go to our drama lessons and stuff, uh, we'll obviously be told that we are, you know, we are the character. We are just, it's, it's part of our life. So if we're able to talk to our dads in real lives or talk to our partner properly in real life, then in the scene, we're just doing exactly the same thing. So when you ask me that question, I think about maybe roles or characters that I don't inhabit so much in real life. I think about maybe you know how can i sh- what where do i hold myself back in in life and that might be in places like where i have to be like really charming or really sexy or like you know like i'm like the the i don't know the guy or the or the ladies one and i, I don't know it, it might be like that i don't push myself in those places so it might be like a really alpha male kind of character like that like this and, and and i don't really push those places or it might be you know i might have a like a like a mental not like a mental health uh challenge and i'm navigating that and that is and i have to navigate that on the screen like how how do i how do i get that? that's a real story that's a true story mm-hmm. um so where i was gonna say like oh yeah um black panther <laughs> naturally I think it's it's those areas of myself which I do not get to because exp- sometimes if you express it's not yeah it's, sorry it's those areas of myself which I know intimately that I do not get to express to the nth degree mm. in in real life um, that I would love to to work on expressing genuinely in a character. And I've mentioned some, I think in hindsight, some really silly examples. <laughs> but yeah, oh God, Karen, why'd you do this to me? Uh, what did I say? I just want to be the guy that's got all the girls. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I think. Okay. <laughs> or like the Joker. Like, I feel like I don't think I'm a funny person. Or I have like lots of funny jokes, but there are some characters that I oh my god, he's so helpful. Why is he so funny? Like I'd, I'd like I want to express that part. Did you see the new Joker? Yes, I did. How incredible was that? I just felt like it just brought another whole um, side to it, and I just I loved it. I thought it was incredible. Yeah, so- it was. Yeah, it really was. There was a lot of. I think characters that have a lot of layers, characters that are divisive in, in opinion, characters that there's no right or wrong, because we don't there is no right and wrong. I might do something and I have full justification as to why I did it, but you might look at it and be like, no, that was a dickish move. And I and I and that's why that's why sometimes when we watch films and TV programs, um, especially I just feel like there are some a lot to, yeah maybe black i hate the word bane but maybe black and brown characters just don't have the layers that other characters have and i'm just like really is that real 
the hell? <laughs> um, so, yeah. Awesome. Um, if you weren't acting, what would you be doing? Boy. Boy, boy, boy. Um, if I weren't acting, what would I be doing? As in, like, if I wasn't even in the industry? Uh, you can interpret it how you want. You can even say, I can't see myself doing anything else, <laughs> if that's your answer, mm-hmm. you know? Or... Do you know what? I actually think that if I wasn't acting, I would definitely be some form of athlete. Yeah. Now, it's really, I'm really annoyed at myself that I've said that because when you grow growing up as a, as a young black boy, it's like, oh, I'm going to be an entertainer or I'm going to be an athlete or I'm going to be what my mum said I should be. But I genuinely, as I'm getting older, I'm appreciating what my body can do and can't do. And I, I definitely go into a different space when I'm doing you know, running or martial arts or, and, or boxing or any sort of physical activity. And I feel like my relationship with pain and muscle fatigue and stress, like I really enjoy figuring out like how to be better and stronger. Um, and I only really knew that in my, around the same time that I uh, made the decision to, to train as an actor because I was never really like a sporty kid or really like I was in all the B teams, never really quite made it. I was B team captain all the time. Like, come on, like, just put me in, right? Put me in the A team. Let me sit on the bench for one game. <laughs> uh, and so I think some sort of physical, like serious training regime, whether that be uh, martial arts or boxing or something like that, I'd really, I'd really like to step into that a lot more. Mm. Um, yeah. Awesome. Do you remember yeah. that one time we went to um, the acting? Well, where was it in North London? Stunts, kind of. Oh yeah, uh, it was ID ID fight. ID fight training or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> you were good. <laughs> oh, I love that we just throw ourselves in like fuck it. <laughs> you have to. Yeah, definitely. You have to. I definitely want to get back on that, I think, once this is all done. And yeah, 100%. Okay, so we're reaching our last question, which I'm really sad about because I love all the gems that you've been bringing to the conversation. So thank you. Um, what does success mean to you? <laughs> should I give you the, the first answer that came to my head or should I give you the, my, my inner depth answer? <laughs> go first answer, then go inner. Uh, the first answer was um, to just to, to pay my bills. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, no. So the, the, the first answer is really actually to be able to live a full life. And when I say that, I mean like, yeah, to be able to do what I do and for that to yield also in financially. Because I feel like sometimes unless you get plucked into stardom or like the statistics will show that what we're doing doesn't always yield. And then as you get older, you start thinking of different questions. You start thinking, what more do I want? And I think as long as I can, I can like keep building on my success, whatever success is, which I'll I'll, I'll allude to later. um, 
it will allow me to continue to stay in the game. I think when people talk about, you know, support for black and brown artists, or support, like the thing that drops us out of it is that we're not getting paid. Like we're we're not we're not being able to do enough jobs to to continue to to grow as an artist. I think. Um, but on a on a kind of deeper level, it's so my 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 mantra for the year when I when we turned into twenty twenty was was write it. So write it is the password to my laptop. It's the password to my phone. And I do I put, password. <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter. So I put if there's a, if there's something that I want to bring out of me, I will put it in places where I can have to type it all the time. And I think that there are stories within me that if I I'll be very sad to leave this earth if I haven't written or if I haven't like tried to release it um these are the stories that I wish that I was someone had told me or I'd watched or read as a young boy um these are the stories that <clears throat> growing up as a as a man I'm I'm learning um and I would love to be able to share that with other people. And I think when people talk about, oh my God, I want to write my story, it, it, it kind of comes from a place of, oh, I just want to, I just want to, to be bigger than life. I want, and, but I genuinely am not coming from that. I feel like even if I gave my story to someone else and I, I, I would want them to, to do that because I think that the pain and the, the life lessons that I've learned, I just want to be able to gift that and package that to a younger version of me. Um, so success is for me is, is writing those stories, um, and getting it out of me. I think, um, success for me is also to remove fear from my, from my spirit, um, fear that I, can't do something or fear that I'm too, I, I'm not able, I'm not capable. Um, and I, I don't, I don't want that. And success for me is to, is to continue growth in all areas that, that mean something to me. I think one thing I, I struggle with is probably being static or like sitting down. I'm not very good at like not doing anything as you know. <laughs> um, but this, this period has allowed me to really reassess the, the things that I put my energies into. Um, and, and put the energies into the things that I care about and want to. And I think, I think I haven't always done that. Sometimes you, you can get frenzied. Oh, I need to do this. I need to be here. I need to do this. And all of this will build some success that I can't see. But if I just do one thing that with intent that I, I, think is meaningful for me um then that is also success i think i feel like even in what i'm saying there's I'm, I'm quite not proud but i can i can hear myself that there has been some movement because maybe if you'd asked me this last year i might say be a lead in that in a netflix show or i might say work with this director and i think i think yeah I think the fact that I'm saying this shows that there's been some. <laughs> that has happened. <laughs> I think I'm growing. Uh, huh? I think I'm growing. <laughs> I'm grown. I'm getting grown. 
I love that. Let your light shine. Thank you. I was, as you were saying that, it was making me think of, um, you're also exploring what your legacy is. Mm. And I wonder, so mine right now is leaving a legacy of love. Mm. I wonder wow. if you could put what your mine would be. I often am told that, oh yeah, Kwame just kind of like does what he wants and yeah, he, he doesn't follow what, you know, people think or what society tells him. Like, and and pe the people that say are saying this often say it like they can't do that, like they can't just leave or get off a plane or um, become an actor or even though they haven't had any formal, formal like, training or... So I feel like my legacy is a legacy of of agency, uh, and what I mean by that is, if you want to do something, then go and do it. Fucking um, be a wild. Say, fucking say again. Fucking do it. Yeah, like yeah, like. <laughs> at, at, at least, at least try. Like, don't believe that you can. I think. Um, because I, I often might not think I can and I'm like, why not? Why, who is this idea come to? No, this idea has come to me. So, um, I'm not sure. Sometimes when I think of these lessons, I think who told me this? Because I don't think it was my family or anybody in my spaces, actually. So then I think it must be from me, like a, like a deeper place of me, because I haven't heard this. Mm. So I think that's what I want. I want people to look at my life and think, oh, my God, he did all of this stuff. And if he can do it, then I can also give it a go. Um, which means that I have to get over fears so that I can just keep doing more things that people can, can, can like, be inspired. So. Say again, Karen. Continue to inspire. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, to inspire. That was it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking time out to speak to me today. Much appreciated. No, thank you for. You really sprung those those quick fire questions on me. I just didn't know they were gonna come. <laughs> but no, they were good. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Enjoy the rest of your day. You We're too. Off now. Thank you so much for listening. You are listening to Don't Wait Up Podcast with Karen and today's guest, Kwame. Don't forget to click subscribe and share and comment and have a fabulous day.